Good. Thank you. I do want to read the Christmas story. Uh, if you're able to, would you stand? I want to read Luke 2. Um, I also want to extend a special welcome. We have people that traveled all the way from Ukraine to be with us today. I'm not just Yarik and Christina a while back, but Christina's mom and Christina's brother is here. So welcome to you guys all the way from Ukraine. Yeah. You may have traveled the farthest of anyone to be here. So, I want to read Luke 2, famously, the Christmas story. It says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Let's read this verse together. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And then I'll keep reading here now too, yeah. <laughs> I'll bring you back in in a second. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, and let's read this part together, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And I'll keep reading now. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And then it says, on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. And you may be seated. You know, I was thinking of these verses and, and thinking of the questions that I asked you to share on. If you think back to 2023, for some of us, our plans changed quite a bit. We didn't plan on getting sick. We didn't plan on starting retirement. We didn't plan on retirement going so poorly. We didn't plan on parenting being so difficult. We didn't plan that life would be this difficult in 2023. I mean, it can be pretty disappointing. And I was thinking about that in relation to the story here where, where Joseph and Mary, if you think of their life plans, do you think they planned on kind of living their life in scandal the rest of their life? No. Mary didn't plan on that. Joseph didn't plan on that. I have to believe the Israelites, that whole nation, they were awaiting for a Savior to come. They didn't plan on their nation had been oppressed for the last 700 plus years from Rome and Greece and the Persians and the Babylonians and the Assyrians. 
they were waiting for God's Savior to come. And I, I'm guessing they didn't plan that it would come in this helpless form of a baby. But the Christmas story reminds us that God's plan is often different than ours. And even in God's, even in God's different plan, there's hope. There's hope because God is still in control, even when things don't go according to plan. If you look back at verse 1, verse 1 mentions Caesar. Caesar did things that Caesar does. He made a decree. Everybody has to go back and do something. They have to get counted for purposes of taxation. I mean, some things never change. We still want taxes and military purposes. It may seem like Caesar was in control arranging all these pieces, but if we know God's plan, he had planned this a long time prior. If you look at Micah 5, verse 2 in the Old Testament, the prophet Micah, prophet Micah said this about where the Savior would come from. He says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. So though it seemed like Caesar was in control in verse 1, actually, who was in control that whole time? It was God. He was arranging that the Messiah would come exactly where he said he would come from because that was the city where King David was from too. And we know the Messiah had to come from King David's line. God is telling us in these small details that, that he's in control even when it seems like he is not and life is difficult. If you look at verse 11... Let me read verse 11 again, and would you read this with me? Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. If you ask the Israelites if a, if a Savior would look like a helpless babe, they would probably say no. Because think of what a newborn baby can do. What do newborn babies do? They cry, they sleep, they eat, they need their diaper changed. That's exactly what the Son of God subjected himself to. The Son of God, who's always existed, created all things, humbled himself, took on flesh, was born that day so that he could be the Savior, the Messiah, the Anointed One. And his mission wasn't complete that day. He would grow up and become a man. He would live the life that you and I failed to live. He would die the death that you and I deserve on the cross in our place for our sins. And he would rise victoriously from the grave so that if we place our trust in Jesus, we will be a part of his family and his kingdom forever. All of this was God's plan centuries in the making. And it's, it was different than what they had planned. In fact, I believe that God's plan is often very different than our plan. Amen. It's often slower. It takes longer. It's often less glorious, at least at first. But in the long run, like we see here in the Christmas story, it's so much better. I mean, Joseph and Mary, even though it was tough, they got to be a part of what God was doing. The Israelites, even though they wanted a king to come in and set everything right, if God would have set everything right, that means he would have had to, to reset the whole earth. But instead, before God sets everything right one day, he had to first set things right in our hearts by sending a Savior to live and die on our behalf and rise from the grave so that if we trust in Jesus Christ to save us, we'll be forgiven. We'll have a new life with Christ and we'll be able to trust and surrender to God's perfect plan even when it doesn't make sense. Where do you and I need to find God's hope today? Maybe your plan is not going according to plan. 
where do you need to find hope in God that maybe he is working out his plan in your life? Because a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. I want to close by reading Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. And the worship team, you guys can come forward. And if you're able to, would you stand with me again? And let's read these verses out loud together. This, this is from several hundred years prior to Jesus being born. The prophet Isaiah said this. Let's read this together. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Would you pray with me? <laughs> Father, as we think about your plans versus our plans, we confess that sometimes it's hard to trust your plan. Lord, even in the Christmas story, you were doing things that, that wouldn't be really part of our plan. We would have had you acted even sooner, but, but you had a timetable, you had a plan that you were going to send your son at the appointed time to deal first of all with our sin and our hearts that keeps us from you, to deal with the selfishness in our own hearts that, that doesn't bring peace on earth. Thank you that you had a perfect plan to send the eternal Son of God to take on flesh as a baby so that he could grow and become our Savior. Father, help us to trust him. Help us to trust you. Help us to know one day that not only are you reigning now, but you're going to reign fully and perfectly forever and ever. Father, we surrender our plans to your perfect plan. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing.